With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Wolf, and welcome to episode number 24 of Unformidable, where we take a look at some of the less heralded myths in our beloved franchise's quirky history, as every player who dons the orange and blue is, in their own way, unformidable. Tonight, on a very special Unformidable, I shouldn't joke, I mean, that's the whole point, uh, the Mets are Mets are hanging on for dear life in the playoff race. Uh, when we came up with the idea for this show, you know, I thought I'd try my best whenever possible to make the players relevant, analogous to what's going on with the Mets, or with the time of year, or what another Met has accomplished, and so forth. Although, obviously, there are just going to be some random and obscure Mets thrown in there for no good reason. Uh, but one thing I knew for sure early on was that I would do this one right around now, and go back to a time when the stupidity and the hubris of making any kind of life-or-death analogies about baseball or jokes about baseball being so important or playoffs or sports, uh, a time when, when joking about that went out of vogue for a while to the fall of 2001. Because uh, today I thought we'd talk about a pitcher who would only make 11 starts for the Mets, but he did make one in one of the most memorable, memorable games in Mets history. Um, that, of course, the post-9-11 return of baseball to New York, the Mike Piazza 
home run game into the camera stand in dead center at Shea Stadium. And of course, the starting pitcher of that game is was Bruce Chen. I assume this is probably less of an obscure fact than I'd like it to be to do this show. Uh, you know, given how often this game is shown on Mets Classics, I don't want to go off on a rant, but uh, basically I see this game, Johan's no-hitter, and David Cohn's 19-strikeout game over and over on Mets Classics, you know, and because that last one's what I really want to relive, like the denouement of a great yet unfulfilled era of baseball, with a player who possibly going to get arrested on rape charges and who would go on to rack up World Series rings with our crosstown rival, including one against us. That's that's a Met classic for me. Thanks, SNY. Does anyone know why they can't show like the 2015 playoffs? I would sit down and watch any game from that Dodger series start to finish on Met's classics. Are you not allowed to show them? Can they not afford they just too cheap to pay for the rights to the games? I, I don't get it, but I do enjoy seeing the post uh, the the nine twenty one game on Mets Classics when it comes on. And uh, also, I'm sorry, Bruce Chen, you don't deserve my rant. You deserve your own time and our appreciation of your contribution to a true Mets classic. Bruce Chen was born and raised in Panama. He is of Chinese descent, but he was born in June of nineteen seventy seven in Panama. And he signed with the Atlanta Braves as an amateur free agent, July 1, 1993. So basically, as soon as he turned 16, Latin American signing rules, the Braves signed him. For I there was always I always bring this up a lot on the podcast. It was maybe it's just my ignorance, but I feel like there was less information available about players in the minor leagues than there are now. You know, we have an embarrassment of riches and amazing avenue in our staff's incredible coverage of the minors. But, you know, but that's nationally, there's a lot more coverage and attention paid to prospects. And, of course, a lot more prospect hugging by fans and knowledge of prospects or at least knowledge of their names and who should be traded and not traded. I, I don't remember that as much in the 80s and 90s. And I, I, I just remember that Bruce Chen, I, you know, he's never an overpowering pitcher, but he seemed like a possible future star in the minors, and I feel like he was presented that way when he came up. He tore through the minor leagues for the Braves. Uh, Maybe not tore through, but as he developed in 1920, in 1997, he made the South Atlantic League All-Star Game with a 12-7 and record. And in 1998, he was on full ascent uh, between AA and AAA. He struck out more than a batter an inning at each level. made 23 starts in double-A, was named Southern League All-Star, the most outstanding pitcher in the Braves organization, Braves Minor League Pitcher of the Year. I don't know where he stood in prospect rankings, overrated, properly rated, but at the time, I remember it just felt like a quintessential, the rich get richer, you know, the Braves with that embarrassed, that that all-time pitching staff, and here they have this young left-hander coming up uh, potentially another stud pitcher uh, very well hyped and you know minor league pitcher of the year type credentials and it's just like come on do the Braves really need another pitcher whether or not that was his uh, reputation he certainly you know was more of a journeyman with a but with a lengthy and impressive career that we'll revisit at the end but just to go more chronologically um, with that 98 season where he excelled in the minors Chen actually came up to the big club in September 
and made his MLB debut at the Braves on September 7th, 1998 against our New York Mets and at Shea Stadium. Chen's Major League debut did not go well for him. He lasted only three innings, allowing four runs on six hits. The Braves rallied against the Mets' bullpen, as they tend to do, and tended to do back then, scoring five in the sixth inning to take a 7-6 to six lead. But Edgardo Alfonso hit a two-run home run against John Rocker in the bottom of the eighth inning on a rainy 1998 Labor Day at Shea Stadium to give the Mets the 8-7 victory. And yes, I did partly relive that whole game just to mention Edgardo Alfonso homering off of John Rocker, because that was and always will be delightful. But Chin uh, was up and down for the Braves in 98 and 99. He was not on the Braves' 1999 postseason roster, so there was no Chin, no, no more dramatic uh, Chin against the Mets pitching before he eventually made his way to New York. Chin was traded by the Braves in 2000 to the Phillies on July 12th for veteran starter Andy Ashby. Uh, Ashby, if you don't remember him, is a Robble fantasy baseball favorite for some reason. Uh, Unusual for me because not a strikeout pitcher, but he was a very effective veteran innings eater. I mean, not that much different from a right-handed Chen, so I guess it was, you know, uh, if the Braves had soured on him or just wanted a veteran pitcher uh, in 2000 for a playoff race, uh, so sending the younger pitcher to the Phillies to pick up the veteran. Chen actually outpitched Ashby down the stretch in 2000. He went 3-4 and four with the Phillies with a 3.63 ERA and 15 starts, but he struggled with the Phillies in 2001 and with a 5 ERA and got sent down to AAA in July, and the Phillies were having a <clears throat> better year in 2001 at that point than the Mets. So on July 27th, in a move that looked a bit like a typical Met retooling and not a full rebuild, the Mets traded Dennis Cook and Turk Wendell, uh, two of the most memorable relievers of that Bobby V. Mojo Ryzen Mets era, to the Philadelphia Phillies. I forgot they got traded together. That uh, it must have been sad. Uh, they, I, I found them both highly entertaining. Uh, but Cook and Wendell going to the Phillies for young two young lefties, Bruce Chen and Double-A lefty Adam Walker. At the time of the trade, the Mets were 10 games under 500, and per the New York Times article on the trade, it is late July, and the season is essentially over. And the article went on to speculate that the Mets might, might consider trading more lo- veterans such as Rick Reed or Al Leiter, but yeah, there are financial concerns and a doubt that the team wanted to do a full teardown. I mean, you've, you've been hearing the story for 18 years, so you, you essentially get it. <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chen was in AAA with the Phillies, but, you know, for a Met team that looked like their season was over, he came right to the big club and joined the rotation. Uh, he went 3-1 and one in eight starts through September 8th, 2001, going six plus innings in every start except for that start on September 8th when he failed to get out of the first inning against the Marlins. The Mets would come back to win that game 9-8. That victory was 9-8 on September 8th. That game was their sixth victory in a row, and their 10th out of 11 to bring them to 71-72. and 72. Uh, They would fail to reach 500 on September 9th, losing the series finale to the Marlins. And of course, they would not play again until September 17th due to world events. And it would wind up being Bruce Chen's turn in the rotation when the Mets played the very first game back in New York on September 21st, 2001. I probably don't need to recount the game details for you, and people far smarter and more eloquent than I have recounted and broken down the symbolic details of the game, so most of that is probably unnecessary. But I I do remember attending that game And I do remember not being annoyed at how long it took me to get inside Shea Stadium, which is a lesson I've unfortunately forgotten over the last 18 years. Yeah, I do remember I'm not like a... I tend to think those things are overrated, but I I remember, you know, being being a little afraid to go or like having people suggest that it was not a good idea to go to the game. And, you know, usually I brush those things aside as absurd, but... Yeah, I I remember thinking that there was some validity in that viewpoint, but but really thinking that, you know, Shea Stadium was a place I needed to be to feel a little more back to normal, and it really was for that night. I remember Diana Ross singing God Bless America, the, the bagpipes and the Amazing Grace, and of course the Mets coming out as they had been. Uh, from when they started back on the road in Pittsburgh and as they would do through the end of the season with their uh, with the hats representing New York's first responders. And, of course, the starting pitcher in that game, uh, which I think is a beautiful New York piece, a 24-year-old man of Chinese descent from Panama. And uh, Bruce Chen had his finest start as a Met, obviously for symbolic purposes, but also for almost, well, his second best start for statistical purposes, with a game score of 67, uh, topped only by his second start as a Met when he threw seven shutout innings against the Brewers for a game score of 78. But Bruce Chen uh, was excellent, and I, you know, I found some quotes from him where, uh, you know, he's where he talked about appearing in that game and you know how proud he was to wear the Fire Department of New York hat before the game, people crying when the national anthem was sung, to have the fans cheering, actually laughing and enjoying it for those two, three hours was huge for us as a team. Uh, Chen said he didn't remember feeling especially nervous before the first pitch, which does sound pretty amazing, but you know, as people echoed all the time in those days, he said, after everything that happened, pitching in a game seemed so small. Um, pitching was just something I could do to bring a sense of normalcy back in New York. All I wanted to do do was go out there and make everyone in the city proud. And, uh, you know, I think it's often overlooked in the, you know, 
well, well, well regardedly lauded uh, heroics of Mike Piazza. Uh, but Jen did, you, you know, so many games against the Braves, I just expected, I expected the Braves to ruin things and break our hearts, you know, again, just in baseball terms, much less in a, in this larger importance world. So, you know, it, Bruce Chen went out seven innings, only one unearned run and, you know, left in a tie game, uh, and the Mets bullpen, uh, let the Braves take a 2-1 lead in the top of the eighth, setting up Piazza's heroics, but, you know, again, made possible by the excellent pitching of Bruce Chen. And, of course, that Braves dynasty was getting on its last legs in 2001, and, you know, all of a sudden the Mets had a little bit of a pennant race in front of them as they won that game, and I I really believed it was our manifest destiny to uh to take those reins, and I, I won't go on about the uh, the home run, the Kurt Suzuki home run. I, if if Greg Prince talks about something, no one else can talk about it better. So there's no point. So just go read his article on faith and fear, and flushing about Jordan View, Jordan Vu, and how the Suzuki home run absolutely reminded me of that Brian Jordan home run later in September against the Braves. Uh, when I, but yeah, that season I. You know, it really felt like the, the New York thing and the Mets and like, you know, the Mets are the underdog team in New York and that would have been the more appropriate thing. And actually one of the times I felt like I was getting back to normal after it, it, at the end of 2001 was when people were like, well, you have to root for the Yankees this year. And I was like, no, no, I don't. I do not have to root for the Yankees. They do not represent my New York. And I was delighted to see them lose that World Series and in that in its own way that made me, as a Met fan, feel uh, a little bit back to normal in New York, uh, perverse as that might be. But thank you, baseball. But Chen struggled in his last two starts of 2001, and the Mets' 25-6 and run that they went on in August and September petered out and left them short of the playoffs in 2001, and Chen's time with the Mets was coming to an end. He started the 2002 season with the organization but only made one appearance in, with the major league team in relief and just shortly after opening day on april 5th he was traded to the expos for uh phil siebel scott strickland and matt watson uh, the mets also later sent saul rivera as a player to be named later to the expos to complete the trade i guess you could argue that chen's journeyman days had already begun even then at age 25 he was on his fourth team his fourth nl east team never never made it to the marlins though which i doubt he regrets but uh he would really uh start moving in, in june of that same year he was only on expos for two months before being traded to cincinnati and thereafter he was a you know free agent latching on with different teams he moved from the astros to the Red Sox, to the Orioles. Had a very good 2005 with Baltimore, going 13-10 and 10 with a 3.83 ERA in 197 and a third innings, which I believe was his highest or his second highest war that he recorded in a season. Uh, second highest, 1.1 uh, for for Baltimore that year. And uh, But then he went 0-7 with a 6.93 ERA in 40 appearances with Baltimore the following year. So that was his. That was the end of his tenure with Baltimore. 
Then Chen would spend a year in the Rangers organization before he found a late career home in Kansas City. Uh, he spent 2009 through 2014 with the Kansas City Royals. He went uh, 47 and 43 with the team, uh, 156 games, including 113 games started. It's about an interesting article on Fangraphs from 2013 where it seemed that Chen kind of embraced sabermetrics thanks to the influence of Brian Bannister in the Rangers organization and how he tried to incorporate it into his uh, pitching approach and aim to get more ground balls and improve his pitching, although he did say that, you know, you can over-inundate yourself with information and that it was a tough balance to incorporate it but still kind of pitch naturally. Uh, it was an interesting uh, article to find. For his major league career, Chen recorded 10.3 war, wound up with a winning record, 82 wins, 81 losses, 4.62 ERA. He pitched 1,532 major league innings, 1,140 strikeouts, uh, 1.386 whip. So didn't have to work around a lot of base runners, but a nice uh, successful little career there. Uh, and incredibly lengthy career over 17 seasons. Uh, for the Mets, he recorded a negative 0.1 war in his 12 games and 11 starts, but that doesn't take into account his um, very impressive emotional, very impressive contribution to a very emotional, very important game to New York, for which Bruce Chen will always be a very unformidable New York Met. He ended his career in the Indians organization where he took a job afterwards and I thought very interesting, again, in a cool multicultural way. Uh, Chen had pitched for Panama in the World Baseball Classic in, I think, 2009. Uh, and he unretired. He retired after the 2015 season with the Indians and, as I said, worked in their organization. But then he unretired to pitch in the 2017 World Baseball Classic for China. Yeah, where he said it was a great opportunity to represent his heritage and the Cleveland Indians and Major League Baseball and help with the peaking, growing interest of baseball in China. I, I feel like there probably are some other players who have played for two different countries in the World Baseball Classic to try and uh, promote it with some places where baseball is growing and up and coming. Uh, but I thought that was a really cool and nice uh, touch. So in his final comp competition, Major League Baseball involved or sponsored. Uh, Chen threw two and two-thirds scoreless innings for China in the World Baseball Classic with his 49 pitch limit against Cuba. So that was his final appearance on a pitching mound in major competition. Thank you, Bruce Chen, for a wonderful baseball career and one incredibly unformidable September day in at Shea Stadium. And thank you all for taking the time to listen to Unformidable. Please go to AmazonAvenue.com for more Metro-related content. Uh, follow Amazon Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find this and all of our Amazon pods wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Please subscribe, leave a review. Original music by Bunga. I'm on Twitter at WolfRR, W-O-L-F-F-R-R. -R, and the show is at Unformidable. Thank you, and let's go next.